Deputies are searching for a man who stole cat blood from a clinic. And parents are getting high and exposing themselves during their kids' virtual classes. Strip clubs fight to lower the stripper age to 18. And a man shot his doctor after he ejaculated during a prostate exam. These are the weird stories for Friday. And they all come from one state. And that is Florida. That's right, because it's Florida Friday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian and the only daily weird news podcast that has Florida Friday. Yes, a full episode dedicated to all the wacky, degenerate stories that have come out of the state of Florida this week. I'm so excited. Let's do it. Those bizarre stories you hear about all the time that seem to only happen here in Florida. I know, right? can't make this stuff up. It is just one of the many wacky news stories out of Florida. And why does the Sunshine State consistently produce such strange news? But what accounts for all this bizarre news? Is it the weather? Is it the people? Florida is full of the crazy stories. Deputies are searching for a man who stole cat blood from a clinic. In Florida, St. Augustine, a man was caught on surveillance video. He's suspected of stealing cat blood from a veterinary clinic, sheriffs say. The St. John's County Sheriff's Office posted some photos showing the man who walked up to the door of the Anastasia Cat Clinic. The man was seen touching and inspecting a diagnostics blood box before leaving the area, the sheriffs say. About 20 minutes later, a truck seen in the parking area and a man wearing the same clothing walked up to the clinic and took the box. The box contained four vials of cat blood. The vehicle then left the area. Investigators say that the box containing the blood vials amounted to a $600 loss for the clinic, which makes me wonder why is cat blood worth so much? I had no idea. $600 for four vials of cat blood? I'll go right now and get some cats off Craigslist and take some of their blood and <laughs> buy some new microphones. I'm kidding. No, I wouldn't do that. Of course I wouldn't. I would invest in Tesla. <laughs> I, don't, I know what to do with cat blood money. <laughs> I just can't believe cat. How is vials of cat blood worth more than the actual cats? You know, you can get a cat for like, what, 100 bucks? But the vial of cat blood is like 150. Four vials at 600, right? I'm doing the math. It's 150 bucks a cat blood vial. It's, that seems like it's worth more than human blood. I don't understand it at all. And why would this guy steal cat blood? Well, he either knows it's worth a lot on the market or he's got like some kind of vampire cat at home that feeds off of the blood of other cats. But the cat is a house cat, so it doesn't really want to go out and and get the blood from other cats. It really can't. It just stays at home mostly. So the owner, to keep the cat alive, has to go out every night and go get vials of cat blood or or bring back dead cats for his vampire cat to, to drain inside the apartment. Um, that is a stretch of a, of a story, but I'm just trying to make sense of it all, guys. Do you think you could do a better job of piecing all of this together? I'd like to see you try. You think you can find the inner motivations of a twisted Florida degenerate? Go ahead. Try it. Florida parents are getting high and exposing themselves during their children's virtual classes. It's a lesson in reading, writing, and reefer. 
Florida moms and dads have been spotted smoking weed, drinking, and walking around naked in the background of their kids' online classes, frustrated teachers said at a recent school board meeting. One offended teacher named Edith said, Parents, please make sure that you have on proper clothing when you're walking behind your child's computer because we've seen them in their drawers, their bras, and everything else. It's just shocking. Oh, poor Edith was shocked. I don't blame her. She's got to sit through naked, weed-smoking, fornicating Florida parents who are out of work and they're in the background of their kids' classes. I'm surprised they're not shooting off guns and making meth back there. The police should actually monitor these uh, these computer screens. <laughs> I'm sure they can see all sorts of laws being broken in the background. It is Florida, after all. Poor Edith and some other shocked educators have seen just about everything from parents in the background of their child's virtual classes, including smoking giant joints and mothers with exposed ankle monitors. <laughs> There's a lot of that going on. But that's good that they're home, though, with their ankle monitor. That's where they should be. Now, when the Florida parents with ankle monitors, children become adults that have ankle monitors as well. Is that genetics or environment, guys? Can we can we figure this out? What? How do you pass on ankle monitors? Do, <laughs> is there a gene, an ankle monitor gene that's being passed on in Florida? I think so. Here's another quote from Edith, who's just not having a great day at all. Parents, when you're helping your children at their computer, please do not appear with big joints in your hands. <laughs> These joints are as big as cigars. I mean, we've seen it all. As big as cigars. I can't believe it. <laughs> Poor Edith doesn't doesn't know what people are smoking these days. I heard that they're called blunts, but they're really huge. They're not very blunty at all. Now, some parents at this meeting burst into laughter, but the teachers called the risque classroom cameos just one example of how chaotic the pandemic-fueled online teaching, teaching sessions can be these days. I had a father, no, no shirt, drinking a beer at 11.45 in the morning. I, I did have a, also a parent who sat on the couch, and we could see an ankle monitor on her leg right there. Other teachers say they feared that students would be exposed to a hard-to-process level of street smarts by glimpsing into the hard-parting homes. Students do see other things that they've probably never seen before, so I know that is a real challenge. A spokesperson for the school district reminded the parents that all classes are recorded. So just so you know, your uh, your weed-smoking days are over. <laughs> I mean, at this point, you're in Florida, right? So... You just got to be grateful that the parents have a fast enough internet connection where the child can actually learn, you know. Just be just be glad they have a computer in the house and they've paid the electricity at this point. You, you know what I mean? You're going to have to let the joints and the, the occasional uh, bare breast and ankle bracelet just slide, I think, for now. It's Florida Friday, only on Weird AF News. Cracksonville, uh, pardon me. Jacksonville strip clubs fight to lower the dancer age to 18. Some Florida strip club owners are lobbying to lower the age limit for strippers from 21 to 18 years old, calling the current age requirement unconstitutional. You know, there's a lot of people in uh, the United States who want laws to be changed and they want certain rights and they call these things unconstitutional when 
on the surface of things, they don't look like they have anything to do with the Constitution. For instance, the age of a stripper. How does that have anything to do with the Constitution? It seems to me the right to be a stripper is probably your constitutional right. After all, you know, it's the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> of course, we know how happy strippers are. But the age of a stripper, I'd like to see in the Constitution where it it delineates an age of a stripper or a dancer. Please, please, Jacksonville Strip Club owners. Uh, a lawyer representing some clubs, 13 of them, and the lawyer is also representing four dancers, argued before a federal judge that dancing is a form of expression protected under the First Amendment. <laughs> this is a ban on free speech, said attorney Gary Edinger. All right, Gary, easy now. Yeah, I'm sure our founding fathers, when they were drafting up the Bill of Rights, uh, were thinking that, you know, one day there's going to be some strippers in Jacksonville that are going to really, really use this document to, you know, craft a, a, a respectable living. <laughs> I couldn't get that out. Yeah, so dancing is a form of expression at the strip club? I don't think so. Okay, maybe in a theater. Uh, you know, when dancing is art, that's when it's a form of expression. The rest of the time, it's just dancing. It's like no one, you know. And in the case of strip clubs, it's just, it's just work, really. This is work. Not to say that I'm completely against you allowing 18-year-olds to be strippers. I want to hear your argument first. Let's see what it says. The city law currently bans dancers under the age of 21 and was passed in an effort to reduce sex trafficking. Okay, well, that's important. I think that's very important. So I think we should keep it at 21, given that. Also, these these are bars we're talking about, right? I mean, liquor's being served. So therefore, you really can't be 18 and be working in these places, correct? City attorneys claim that younger people are more susceptible to the coercion that's often part of trafficking and argue that 21 is a safer age. Perhaps, perhaps. I don't know. I mean, we'd have to see some data on that, but I think 21 is also young and very susceptible as well. I mean, 21 is a young person, in my opinion. What is the age to be a bartender? I'd like to know. I mean, because that should be the same age as the stripper, in my opinion. You can't have, like, the age limit 21 to be a bartender, but then you can be a stripper at 18, in my opinion. Uh... I don't know. What do you guys think? Call the show 646-450-2012. A man shot his... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Doctor after ejaculating during a prostate exam. Yes, that's the actual title of the story. A 56-year-old man from Florida shot his doctor twice in the chest, close range, for giving him an orgasm during a prostate exam. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know why. I mean, last I checked, an orgasm felt amazing. Um, I normally wouldn't shoot somebody after they gave me one. Uh, but let's get into the story. <laughs> maybe maybe they have a, a history. Milo Johansson fled the state of Florida on the day of the incident. Luckily, the doctor he shot survived the wounds, and he has fully recovered. Milo, who was a car salesman in Jacksonville, had disappeared without a trace. 
He's currently a fugitive. Some people think he may have even left the U.S. after shooting the doctor. The doctor he shot says he had been doing prostate exams for over 30 years, and men ejaculate all the time during the prostate exam. It has nothing to do with sexuality, he says. He says, my patient Milo needs help. The doctor goes on to give details about the prostate. It, it is like a male G-spot, and it carries semen. It is very sensitive, so when it is touched and massaged, you, you get an orgasm with almost no effort. The prostate is only accessible through the anus, and that's not very comfortable for most men. I understand that Milo was shocked by what happened to him. An orgasm meant something sexual had taken place between us, and he became very aggressive. I get it, ordering me to apologize. and, and you know, I did not even know what that means, but he made me say, no homie, no homo. So I, I was trying my best to calm him down and, and to let him know that this was a normal thing that had just happened. But he, you know, before I knew it, he pulled out a gun and fired two shots at me and, and then left. Um, that was the last time I've seen him in Jacksonville. <laughs> That's a quote from the doctor. And it's just it's just a fabulous quote. The doctor's so like chill and cool about it. Yeah, man, I, you know, he shot me and then he took off. I tried to tell him, hey, you know what, man? It's OK. It's not it's it's fine. You don't have to shoot me, but OK. Apparently, Milo's 29-year-old girlfriend claims that Milo called her and said, Hasta la vista, and she never heard from him again. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> the girlfriend is quoted as saying, I know that Milo hated homosexuals. I know that that is true, but, but the shooting, I never thought he'd take it that far. Milo's assistant, a young man in his mid-twenties, said that Milo was extremely homophobic, and he always said if a homosexual man touched or made a move on him, they wouldn't see the sunset. He's quoted as saying, he forces people to say no homo when they make contact with him, even if you just accidentally touched his hand while you handed him something. It's really ridiculous. Well, you know, there's a lot of people like Milo kicking around, and, you know, it's a damn shame, um, especially that a doctor got shot. I'm so pleased that he lived. Uh, this doctor's chill as hell. But it's also good to know that, uh, you know, it, it's very common for a male to have an orgasm during this procedure. Um, I've never had a prostate exam. I don't know. When do you get that? In your 50s or something? I haven't had one. So I expect to I expect it to feel good. I guess <laughs> this article has taught me uh, no need for a gun. No, no. I think I'll be thanking the doctor. Well, thank you very much. And here's here's some flowers. <laughs> I'll be sending you a bag of chocolates. Don't worry. And uh, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> Well, another Friday episode in the books. I want to thank everybody who sent me Florida articles throughout the week. We had some good ones this week. It was hard to choose four of them, um, but I think I did a good job. Uh, very strange stuff and, uh, and hilarious, a lot of it. Um, not so much me being hilarious, just the stories themselves are just unbelievable. And uh, I don't really have to do much, you know, just read them. <laughs> Try and add a little bit, but I mean, how do you... How do you top what the story already has within it? I mean, it's already insanity. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, and I hope you have a great weekend. It's always nice to lead you into the weekend with a Florida Friday story. I hope that sets the tone. Hope you guys are safe, having a good time with loved ones. And um, if you'd like to uh, reach out with a story anytime, they don't have to be from Florida, but you can send me stories about anything. Funnyjones at gmail.com. That's actually uh, also my PayPal address if you'd like to send a one-time donation. Buy Jonesy a six-pack for the weekend. That's, pe that's pretty cool. Funnyjones at gmail.com. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Check out the Patreon uh, where I just uploaded a bonus episode. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Follow me on the social medias as well if you'd like to keep up with what I'm doing over the weekend. It's at Funnyjones on Twitter and Instagram and on uh, 
Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. I left the phone number in the uh, middle of the episode if you'd like to call the show. If you got a, if you, well, if you happen to be a Floridian and you, you want to say something about what's been going on, uh, you know, give us an update. We'd love to hear from our, our Floridians. Angry Florida man, I expect to hear from you. Call the show. Anybody's welcome. 646-450-2012. There, I left it anyways. Why not? Got to be thorough, guys. Thorough. I'm thorough in every borough. I'm recording weird news today and tomorrow. Come on, give me a record deal. Come on. Hey, Jonesy, this is Dave Thomas out of Alabama. And, man, I don't know what everybody else is thinking, but, man, if if my grandma wanted to get one of those lonely robots or that that robot that keeps her being lonely, man, I would tell – I would show her Terminator. I would show my grandma Terminator, Terminator Salvation. I would show her all the Terminators, and I would say, Grandma – you really want me to get you one of these robots now? And I, she like uh, honestly, my grandma would probably be like, "Well, you can get me the dog." And I, I would think, you know, like if one robot goes bad, don't they all go bad? And so, like, I mean, I would not buy my grandma that if it like if it killed her from being lonely. I still will not buy her no Terminator robot. Man, I, I probably go up to my grandma's house one day and find out she's been ter- she. The robot took her face or something. I haven't watched Terminator in a while, but man, that, that is, mm, yeah, I don't know who will be dumb enough. Like, like the only way I see somebody doing that is like if that grandma dropped them on the ba- on the head when they were a baby or something. Because man, I would not give no Terminator robot to my grandma unless I hated my grandma. Uh, but I, you know, I, I'm a pretty good person, so I like my grandma. But, like, man, if I don't see how anybody would be giving their grandma no Terminator robot. I love what you do, don't And have a good day. Hey, Josie, it's Gus from Western New York. Oh, yeah, a garbage truck is driving by right now. Well, just to let you know, from Rochester, New York, I am safe. Don't worry. That shooting did happen close to my house. Well, not that close, but within a couple miles. But I'm safe, don't worry. I wouldn't be out of the party anyway with COVID. But I wanted to call about the littering. I used to live up in Saranac Lake in the Adirondacks and go to Paul Smith College for culinary and baking and pastry. And, um, well, by the way, um, they take littering very seriously up there in the Adirondacks. I mean, of course, you find the campsites where people are trash and trash and, you know, trash leaves trash. So, but I know... Three people that received littering tickets for flicking cigarette butts out of their car windows while driving uh, on Route 3 up there. The state troopers did not take too kindly to that because it could start fires, too. So if you're in the Adirondacks, don't flick a cigarette butt out your window. Keep that in your car. Just to let you guys know a little PSA from your old friend Gus. Hey, Jonesy, this is Hiram Walker, and I listen to your podcast down here in Florida, also known as God's Waiting Room, because I got nothing else to do with my time except for just while away the hours. My kids have put me in a nursing home, the ungrateful bastards. I've got six of them, six children. 14 grandchildren and 23 great-grandchildren, and none of them come and visit me. 
<laughs> Do you think they would ever come and visit their dear old dad or grandfather? Hell no! I mean, they should come and visit me, but they don't. So, anyway, if I could get one of those robots, I'd certainly take one. I mean, if they could get me up out of bed and put me in the bathtub and wash me, that would be great. If I could take one of those robots to wash me, you said they'd become so prevalent, <laughs> so prevalent that they're part of our world. I'd take one of those and I'd nan it Ariel to wash me in the tub and she could be part of my world. That's right. Let me have the Ariel mermaid robot to wash me and maybe we could have a little fun. I might even take her back to bed with me after she's gotten me up and gotten me bathed. Well, anyway, I don't know what else to say except they sound like a pretty good, <laughs> like a pretty good deal. Anyway, I'm down here, as I said, in Florida, the, the armpit of America, America's basement. Well, while I wait to die, might as well while away the hours with the robot. Anyhow, thank you for bringing attention to the plight of all of us old people. People should come and visit their grandparents, their parents, and the waiting, the waiting rooms of America, the nursing homes. Thank you, Jonesy. And children and grandchildren of Hiram Walker down in here in Swanee. Why, Florida, come and visit me, you ungrateful sons of the bitches. Goodbye.